gonna start streaming. Sounds good. <clears throat> Sounds good, bitch. Yo, dog. Relax. Oops, sorry. Can't can't control myself. Whoa. How much do you weigh? Uh, one ninety. Yeah, nice, dude. I'm one eighty. See that big boy? You see that? I was up to 200 and I just stopped eating like two meals a day. I just started eating one meal a day and started snowboarding and I lost like 20 pounds and like. That's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Sometimes that's just what you gotta do, man. I'm going to the doctor on the 22nd. I think I'm gonna talk to him about uh, some mental stuff too because, you know, the whole, the whole uh, anxiety. Uh, Dota addictive cycle and I can't like I've, I've right now by the way yeah that's fine okay. I've gained like you know twenty pounds and and granted I've been eating a lot and going to the gym so like we go to the gym every other day for an hour and a half so I mean I'm sure I've gained quite a bit of muscle especially because when I started going I could curl like twenties and now I can curl like forty fives so I mean I I can't like do ten reps of forty five but I like I literally couldn't even lift a forty five before so I'm sure I've gotten stronger but like my physical image of myself is exactly the same. Like I literally can't tell the difference despite having gained 20 pounds. And that's like pretty fucked up. And I had the same thing happen the opposite direction. When I was in university, I was very fat in first year. And then over a period of like two months, I lost like 30 pounds. And uh, people were saying like, yo, Jenkins, you're, you're looking skinny. And I was like, ah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And they're like, no, dude, like we're worried about you skinny. Like I was, I was like deathly ill. My parents were super worried and shit. And I saw myself as fat. I, I actually like, I would look in the mirror and I would be like, oh, I have a gut. I'm fat. My arms are big. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't know what I mean. I don't really know what you mean because that's never happened to me, but I know yeah, that but it's something that happens to people. Yeah, no, it's, it's like a, it's a real thing. Cortisol? Gun show. Yeah, Jane Quifus. Hell yeah. Love it. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's weird. It's some weird stuff. So I'm going to go to the doctor and be like, yo, what up with this, dog? What up with this? What what up with this? Say it like that. I'm like, yo, dog, what the fuck's up with this, bitch? And then she'll she'll be like, don't ever say that to me again. Yeah, probably. I'm your mother. Will she really say that? My doctor's a man. And also not my mother. <laughs> and also doesn't exist because I don't have a family doctor. I'm just going to see like a, a weed doctor. Like a, a Rastafarian. A weeb doctor? Like he's going to prescribe you anime? That's a cool cup, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's uh, my stepmom got it for me at an art show. It's got, I could go on about this cup forever, but it's got all like the intricacies that you would want in a teacup. <clears throat> Keeps it warm, but it has this large surface area here so that it, it will cool down on the, in the drinking area. It's got the lip. Like, believe me, there's like so many intricacies. This is actually a fucking amazing cup. You're right. It is. It is. I meditate in the bathtub. That's what I do. I'm reading chat, by the way, in case you're wondering, Donnie. I Peter, you ready to go? We're using the new live dashboard because YouTube is forcing us to. So hopefully it's not like okay. fucking cool. Up. I hope. That's legit. Get shareable link. That's what I want. Your work videos are godlike. Work videos. I haven't made any work videos, but apparently they're godlike. I'm just kidding. I know what you're saying. I got you. Thank you. Appreciate you. I'm busy arguing with people in that Reddit thread about like basic logic, the the Henry Reddit thread. Oh no. I'm literally not even defending him. I was just point. Somebody said something really dumb, and I was just like, "Yeah, yo, that's dumb, dude." And they're like. 
yeah, you're a Meepo scripter. It's like, yeah, dude, I'm scripting on Meepo for the 20% win rate. <laughs> uh, totally, totally makes sense. Even though I literally never play Meepo, when I do, I just fucking feed. Yeah, the, uh... Why would I have it? Why would I download a Meepo script? The lack if I'm of... going to script anything, I'm going to get a, get a, a Pudge Hook script or something. Something to make Pudge better. Because that hero sucks. Get an aimbot. That wouldn't even be cheating if it's Pudge, because he's so bad. Just apply an aimbot to your Dota game. That'd be funny. Yeah. That'd <laughs> make a lot of... That would totally work, dude. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, let's see. All right. Well, should, All right. We, uh, should we roll the intro and get into it? Yeah, give her. I'll go and check out, uh, you know, all the questions. Cool. So, uh, do we have any? I don't know. Might just be taking them from chat. I don't think we have. <laughs> I don't think we have any questions. These are all from last week, I think, March twelfth. All right. Well, then yeah, we'll March tw- March twelfth. That was last. That, that that was that was last week. Oh no! All right. Let's keep an eye on it, and we'll take it from chat for now. Yeah, okay. Well, we should let people know. Hey, preemptively, guys, if you have any questions, this is a, a Q&A podcast, so just put them all in chat, and we'll get to them. As many as you want. Um, yeah. Okay. Give her. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Alchemy Answers episode 25. 25. We are a quarter of the way to 100, and that is yeah. quite a feat for people like me and Jenkins, who We're gonna be have a lot of really good ideas, and we rarely follow through with them. So the fact that we've done 25 episodes is pretty great. Um, I don't about really good ideas. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. I have reasonably good ideas. Yours are kind of trash, but I try to make up for your weaknesses. Just but like, I have a lot of tr- I have so many that trash I ideas, though. It's, the thing is, it's just this like cesspool of just shitty ideas. You can kind of like pull one of them out of there and be like, maybe if we wash that off, it'll be fine. You know what I mean? Sure. But so many trash ideas. If you're looking for just some some shit-covered trash, like, I got you covered. Sure. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, seeing as none of our patrons <clears throat> decided to submit any questions so far, keep an eye on that thread to see if they do. But we'll just take yeah, questions yeah. from chat until... Um, we deem it unnecessary to answer any more questions. Yeah, sounds good. I have a question here by Linzen Thatcher uh, asking thoughts on Greaves SF. Uh, I personally think Greaves are an incredibly powerful item, if not uh, overpowered. Uh, I really like Greaves on any hero that uh, lacks you know, a little bit of tankiness, wants the, wants the purge, wants the, the sustain, wants a bit of the utility but then also has an incredible uh, team fight, like a hero that just really wants to fight, but sometimes just isn't able to do it because they're just running around and super squishy. So like Queen of Pain, I think Queen of Pain constantly wants to fight, wants to group up early, but it's like weird to group up early on a Queen of Pain or a Shadow Fiend because like what do they provide in terms of utility for team fighting or pushing towers? It's just damage, right? So people are building Greaves now on these like raw damage dealers um, a lot of the time, they'll build into like Greaves Atos, uh, just because it's it's a nice little mix of utility with these damage dealers. But Shadow Fiend is a hero that people are just building. They're they're, they're going Greaves Yules, Greaves like Blink Yules, then into BKB, then into um, you know Yasha, kind of more damage items. So it's like basically you have so much damage already in the early game that I feel like Greaves is just amazing for grouping up and you're unkillable, but also do so much damage that nobody can fight you. It's just a nice balance. Yeah. I mean, it's an approach that I've really been thinking about a lot in Dota over the last year or so, which is that you don't necessarily need to go super ham in terms of like buffing something that your hero already does really well. It's, it's redundant. It's just redundant. Yeah, that's you, all. Instead, you buff the things that doesn't do well, and suddenly you have a very well-rounded hero that can deal with basically any situation in any draft. All right. And I think that that's... A super strong thing, but also something that's not really done very much. Usually you see like somebody goes clinks and then they just go strictly damage items, or somebody goes for a juggernaut and they go strictly damage items, or somebody goes for an oracle and they go strictly damage items, or they go for a dazzle and they just go strictly damage items because it's a pub. Everybody thinks it's all about killing people, but 
Guess how much damage you do when you're dead? None. Unless you're Venge, then you get the illusion. Yeah, that's true. And then you do a little bit of damage. Yeah, a couple right clicks here or there. <laughs> um, in relation to to what you were saying, like, uh, you know, building basically what a hero lacks, it's uh, generally very generally very good. Um, in previous uh, Dota teams that I've played on, there's always been this like thought process that uh, you pick a certain hero for like what it can do in the game for this for the strengths uh, that it has. So, like for instance. You know, Tiny is capable of killing waves really quickly, and he has burst, but he lacks in other ways. He falls off. He's slow. Um, so, like, there are things that heroes lack because they are so strong in other elements. Um, but when you have these, these things where they're really strong, but it scales also really well with if you were to get something that they lack. So, for instance, with, like, SF... Uh, building into, you know, uh, defensive items because you already have so much damage. So then you're alive for longer and it's persistent damage. So you do like, you know, exponentially more damage. It's kind of like the hero goes from just being good and well-rounded to literally fucking broken because the thing that it lacks is also something that scales with what it's very good at. That's the thing is that like the longer you stay alive, the more damage you can do. SF already does a lot of damage, so it's like, you know, if you stay alive on a Dazzle, it does less than staying alive on an SF, because Dazzle doesn't do as much damage as SF, if you know what I mean. Uh, just be based on what the what the hero does, so those are, those are the key kind of factors you want to look for in determining if this hero is, like, overpowered in a patch. It's like, alright, how, how do you, if, if we itemize in this way, how does it scale with the strengths as well as fix the weaknesses? And if it can do both, then you just have a broken hero. Yep. I mean, that's usually what dictates being a broken hero is if you can do just way too much. all of the jobs well. Yep. Max says, how is your day going? How's your day going, Donnie? Uh, it's going pretty well. It's been busy. Busy. I started this other job, so I've been working a lot and still trying to do Dota Alchemy stuff. And How's that going? How many hours do you work? Uh, it's like 25. A week? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Not bad, not bad. No, but I mean, it just, it's, there's a lot to do. So it's kind of feeling like I have basically an infinite number of things that need to get done all the time. You'll get, you'll get, <laughs> you'll get the swing of things. It always, it always feels like that. Yep. Dude, I was feeling so overwhelmed last week, just moving and, and the area didn't, you know, going to the gym felt awful because it's like this new gym. It's, oh, I miss the old gym. Now it's just, just back to normal, you know what I mean? It just, it just, it just takes a while. You'll, yeah. you'll get, you'll get the swing of things. Uh, my day's going good too. Thanks for asking. It's very nice of you. How's your day going, Max? Hope it's going well. Uh, so, can you guys make hero-specific guides with item builds? You are doing a great job. Thanks. We have those yeah, actually. We have them. I will link it in chat. But we need some other way to promote those because I swear to God, so many people are getting like all of this publicity from these like hero guides yeah. and here we are cramming our balls into a vice on youtube making videos and then also sticking one of the nuts into item builds i shouldn't say we actually donnie does it yeah but, I've, you know, I've made these and maintained these for like two and a half years now if you include pugna and yeah, yeah. people are like oh mortal faith my hero you saved us from tortellini's <laughs> sponsored guides i know what dude, that's what i'm saying man. I'm That's where like, I was going with the nut analogy, you I mean, know? whatever, dude. It's like... He's got, like, one nut here, and it's like, all right, dude, we got, we got like, four or five nuts going on. Yeah. I'm going to get a soap. So bad. I've got too many balls to handle at this point. I, I definitely uh, can agree with that. You have giant balls. We, dude, we worked an event together. We shared a hotel room. We, we actually had our own hotel rooms, but Donnie refused. He's like... You know, he's like, we gotta do Dota Alchemy stuff. We gotta do it's Donnie, it's eleven PM. We gotta sleep. We gotta do it's synergy, building synergy. Donnie, there's a couch, you could sleep on that. Well, I gotta sleep in the bed. It's building synergy. Dota Alchemy, Dota Alchemy. It's like, come on, man. So yeah, you know, I'm up close and personal with this guy, and I definitely uh, could agree. Okay, so let's see. Bro, what is your signature hero and why? Um I mean mine is probably Pudge, but I don't play it that much unless I'm 
somebody steals my lane and I'm just trying to have fun because it's not actually that good of a hero. Enchantress, people in, people in pubs know me for that because uh, spammed it for a long time. Whatever I'm spamming, whatever I'm spamming, people, people know me as like a hero spammer. What about yeah. you, Donnie? Bloodseeker? Uh, not anymore. I mean, Bloodseeker was it for a long time, but I think that the hero sucks right now and he really doesn't feel fun that to play. That attack speed is so awful, man. It's so much worse. It just really doesn't so feel good, and it makes the hero feel super clunky to play. So I generally, I like genuinely don't enjoy playing him anymore. Um, so I have nine hundred and like eighty games on the hero, and I've played him once in the last like three or four months. So I'm playing a. That's how I feel about Pudge too. Yeah, I've been playing a fuck ton of support though. So I've been playing a lot of um... Oracle. No, I actually haven't really played a lot of Oracle. I I, sh I should, but I've it's been really good. enjoying playing like Ancient Apparition. Um, he's probably my favorite support AA or, um, it's a fun hero. I've been playing a decent amount of Undying too. He's always been kind of one of my favorites. Oh, that hero's, that hero's nuts. That's like the, the best five. Yeah. Oracle really, and Undying. He's really fun. Um, I used to play a ton of Bounty Hunter 4. He's now more of a, a offlaner, but I really like Bounty and Nyx Assassin. Those are two of my favorite heroes. And then I play a ton of Lion as well. So I see I see a lot of people playing Bounty as a, as a four, even five. Yeah. Just like get a stout shield and just hit people in lane. Yeah. The hero's just so good to have in a game, that's all. You know? Just feels so good. Yeah. Yeah, those are good heroes. I see a lot of people picking Lion. So it seems like a pretty mediocre hero. It's like it's good, but it's not bad. Yeah, pe um, people play him more as like a, a stable, stable hero. Yeah, that's the thing. I play him as like a five usually just because I end up always buying the most wars in the games because people just don't, and so I have to. Um, I know a lot of people run midline, which is bad, and then I also see a lot of people... The the best players, the pros, are playing lion as a four. Like AUI four. plays lion as a four, and he just crushes with it. Yep. Stunning guy, does decent damage. Uh, yep. Finger of death scales. Ags, Ags is great. Items on him are pretty good. Yep. Okay. Uh, Atos Rod OP. Yes. I agree. <laughs> Talk about Spirit Breaker, please. I think Spirit Breaker is all right. Um, he's really good for pubs. He does something not many other heroes in Dota do, which is he just globally puts a target on somebody's head. I think that's always going to be good. BKB Piercing Disabler. Uh, the only issue is, like, potentially doesn't apply that much pressure in the laning phase, depending on what you're playing against. If you're playing against Pucks, Embers, heroes that just can't be charged, it's a problem. But um, I would say Spirit Breaker is, like, a good hero right now. He's a solid hero. He's not broken, but he's really solid. He's for super sure. good he's against Bounty Hunter, who's popular, and he's super good against Monkey King, who's also very popular. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's good. He's in a good place, for sure. Yep. Uh, what ad, what agi carries are the most viable right now? I was actually just about to look at this, so I'm going to go to the hero list because I was trying to think. There's a lot of heroes that are I don't want to spoil, you know, in in uh, for for the videos that I'm doing, but uh, you know, I'm saying that a certain agi hero is not as good as people think it is, and uh, there's a lot of other carries that you can pick that are kind of popping up. So we'll take a look at this. Like troll, I think troll is probably the best carry right now that I see people picking. Definitely uh, on the people, rise. I still hate that hero. He's, he's a. So I'd say Ursa is probably the best adjective. Ursa, yeah, Ursa, Troll. Uh, seeing occasional Weavers. I'm seeing uh, Razor. Ember, Ember Spirit's being played in the safe lane a lot in the pros. Oh, side. yeah, Ember, yeah. Ember safe lane. Uh, maxing uh, Slight of Fist. Mm -hmm. uh, Lycan is still getting picked up a decent amount. Not an agi hero, though. But Not an agi hero. PA is okay. Yeah, I've also seen Sven played a lot as a one these days, and I, I think that's his real role as a one. Yeah, his win rate his win rate has gone up now that people are starting playing it as a one again. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's those are good carries. I mean, Anti Mage is not like dog shit. He's okay. Yeah. Lone Druid is pretty good too. Yeah, LD LD is actually I think it's a hard hero though. He's that's like the, the second most banned hero at Dream League right now. Like the the bear, the bear with the reduced attack time is it's just stupid. So busted, dude. It's stupid. Like you, you just get an axe and put it on a building, and it'll kill it through backdoor protection. Yep. It could just throw you if you're not careful. And then all the other buffs that the bear gets from the talents that were changed only because the bear was so bad that nobody was building it, building it to the bear. But now that it's good, and now that you have all these armor talents and and 
fear talents and magic resist talents for the bear, and it's gotten buffed. Like, Lone Druid is actually nuts, I think. I think that hero's probably underrated. He's also almost impossible to beat in lane because the bear just oh, yeah. right clicks you forever, and the Lone Druid's like, ah, I'm just getting last hits, and you're taking damage, and you can't out harass a. You just have like HP a bear. You just have like a summonable support. Yeah. With with like three thousand HP. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, very convenient stuff. Yeah. Um, Specter. I see Specter get picked up a little uh, a little bit. I think Terrorblade is always going to be relatively strong. Uh, Morphling gets picked up, but that's like a Monkey King, of course. Uh, Morphling is like a super high skill hero, though. I think Morphling's pretty hard to play. But yeah, I, I really do think that that there are there are a lot of new carries that are coming into the limelight, and I'm glad. Like a lot of those ones that we mentioned at the end there, like you know Lone Druid and Morphling and Spectre, they haven't been getting picked all that much, mm-hmm. but they're trending towards getting picked more, and you'll probably see a meta filled with those heroes instead of your Jugs, instead of your uh, you know, Terra Blades, which we've seen for so long, and Anti Mages and PLs. Yeah. I think I think we're gonna see a new era of carries uh, very soon. I think we're kind of trending towards a playstyle where four heroes fight and one hero farms, yeah. and that really favors the heroes like Spectre, for example, and Lone Druid, who wanna be playing alone all the time. But... Yep, but then they kinda wanna like sometimes fight. Yep. So it's like you can still sometimes show up to a fight with Lone Druid, you can still sometimes show up to a fight with Spectre with Haunt. You know who's not back is Sniper, who has the lowest win rate in high-level pubs. Does he? Does he actually? Forty-one percent win rate. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's gross. I didn't. I didn't know that. What? Are, what are they? They've just buffed him. What the <laughs> fuck? The poor guy, man. He's just so terrible at fighting early. I mean, I guess yeah, I don't know. I feel is. like he could be okay if he went for like the phase madness build or something. But God, he, he does need a lot of levels. Yeah. Right. Sniper. That's such an easy hero. It's fine if it's bad. All right. More questions. Let's see. Uh, where the hell was I finding this? All right, chat. Here we are. Uh, Atos Rado P. We already got to that. Agicaries. Can you guys explain how the how does the pros draft? Oh my god, dude. That is like it's way too general of a question. I don't even understand how to start with that. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay, I can give you like a little bit. From what I understand, there's usually like three. You have like scenarios of what happens if they ban this hero, what happens if they ban this hero, what happens if they ban this hero, if they pick this hero. You'll have that for like uh, six or seven different heroes that you consider important to your team and consider important to their team. And then after that, there's way too much to it to like get into it there's like counter picking there's picking flex picks there are there's like picking for like a specific meta picking for a specific meta of a specific uh, series that's happening there's like specialty heroes there's cancer heroes you can last pick there are like bait drafts where you can bait make something look like it's a support when it's really a carry and then pick it like there's so much there's so much to drafting you could literally write books about it yeah, one thing I will say is usually the first phase, or the first ban phase is used to ban the three most overpowered heroes in your opinion, or the three heroes that you just feel like you absolutely cannot give the other team. The first picking phase, you usually grab one hero that you deem to be extremely important or like a cornerstone for the strategy that you want to run, and then you usually pick a either flexible hero or a support afterwards so that you don't give too much away. Sometimes you pick two of your cores if you really just believe in that strategy, but most of the time it's one hero you truly believe in, and then a support or a flex. And the second ban phase, you're usually banning one hero that counters one of your first two picks, uh, or the important hero from your first two picks, and then you're banning a hero that you are thinking is potentially going to counter your second phase of picks. And in your second phase of picks, you're going to kind of flesh out your strategy and respond to theirs with potential counter picks, and also like continue to build synergy within your own team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right you know that's that's like a general synopsis of what i'm yeah, from watching it's... thousands of drafts of pros there's trends too there's just like yeah. trends what like certain heroes can be terrible and it can be trending in the pro scene you have to draft the whole fucking game around that even though it's you think it's bad yeah why is wind not played in the pro scene it's my favorite hero so would love to know why she isn't played at the top tier uh, basically because she's generally played as a support. She doesn't do anywhere near enough in the early game to justify being picked as a support. 
The reason for that is because she was a good support for a while, and her sort of playstyle got completely nerfed, so now her early game is weak as shit, but her late game as a core, it's not that strong either. Like, you just uh, get some sort of purge for the, for the Windrun, uh, and then she has no uh, mobility, no, no ability to stay alive, uh, focus fire, you know, single target. Uh, you need an Agam Scepter to make it good, otherwise it's a 70 second cooldown. Like there's, basically she's just not good at doing anything. Not particularly good at doing anything. She's just an all around okay hero. I mean, she has like a stun. She has like a stun, a good nuke. Her She has a mobility thing that can be purged, so it's not that great. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Mars has a a way better shackle shot, a way of farming super quickly as a core, a way of scaling. Uh, Arena of Blood is literally just the best ability in the game. <laughs> it just doesn't do enough. That that that's like the bottom line. That's like the basic um, explanation. It just doesn't do enough to be to be. This is the same way I feel about Pudge personally. Is that like if you pick him as a support, you don't do enough in the early game to justify picking him, and then you're good in the late game, but you fucking lost the early game so much that you don't want to pick the hero as a support, Bib. so you pick it as a core? Bib. No, because Pudge falls off as a core so much because he can't farm, he can't come back. He has to kill people, so you can't pick him as a core either. So it's like, you can't pick him as a core or as a support. What do you fucking do with Pudge? Basically, you pick it, lose the early game, and then hope to God you hit a hook. But that's not a very consistent way of winning Dota, and I think Windranger is the same. You just pick this support to be useless in the early game, and then hope to God that you're useful in the late game. And then it's like, well, why aren't you just a useful hero in the early game and then also useful in the late game as a support? You know? Sorry. Um, you're just talking you're about Windranger? <laughs> Windranger and Pudge. I'm just saying yeah, it just kind of you feels could like just Windranger do the same thing in the late game with those heroes except the better early game support. Yeah, it just kind of feels like Windranger in particular needs one more item for the entire game. Like You just never feel like you have quite enough. Yeah, but then it's like you're t- what, you're t- then what you're talking about is a core... <laughs> Yeah, and then if you're a core, it's like you don't do enough as a core. Like it's like you run Windranger carry then, but then Windranger doesn't do anywhere near enough compared to these other carries. Right. It's just a, in a weird spot, and the early game definitely needs to be buffed if it's a support or if it's if it's a, a they want it to be a core. It needs to like you know add twenty damage to focus fire or a mini stun or some ridiculous shit like that. It's like yeah, now it's a now it's worth it to invest. Uh, into her shitty early game to have a little bit better of a late game because her late game is good. Right. And believe me, man, I like Windranger. I like Pudge. Like, I want these heroes to be good, but yeah, they aren't. Guides and item builds for Templar Assassin Pudge Juggernaut. They oh exist. my god, these are... <laughs> yeah, these are general questions. Here, I'll just spam it in chat. Like link it times. again. Yeah, link it again. Talent trees as well. Yeah, those, those exist. Uh, okay, so... I play mid. Uh, I play mid meta in mind. If I fight a lot and I t- I tend to win, but I have like 100 to 150 last hits, sometimes mid game, I just tend to fall back on items. How to manage farm in general, pushing towers and five manning. Uh, okay, so if you're pushing towers in five manning and you're not winning, then you need to like choke the enemy team out and farm areas near the area that you want to fight. You can farm jungle, you can cut creep waves, you can get bounty runes. There's plenty of ways to be playing S5 and securing the map and, and playing early game. That's not just running your face into towers, getting counter-pushed. Like, it sounds like you're getting counter-pushed. It sounds like you're not actually 5-manning successfully. And you, In these situations, you shouldn't actually 5-man. Because if you're just getting counter-pushed, and you sit 5 in a tower, and it takes like 4 creep waves to kill a tower because like a caudal is defending it, and they're out farming you, it's not worth killing that tower. You need to kill the caudal first. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah. I, uh, I would concur. Atos on clinks. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Like offline clinks? It does actually sound reasonably good. That sounds pretty sweet. You just Atos them in the, into the ulti? And then just hit them. Yeah, that's the thing about Clinks is he's more of a team fighter now. Like he, he definitely can still be a pickoff hero, but I don't think you want to be dropping your ulti to pick people off. That's I feel like really good. I feel like Vlad's uh, like Vlad's spirit vessel um, medallion 
plus Atos would be probably like a pretty good build on Clinks. Like all of those, that's like a, that's six slots, right? It gives so, them tankiness. Those, it gives them a bunch of mana regeneration. It gives utility them and their pseudo damage items. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. I see a lot of people on Nyx Assassin going for Spirit Vessel, like Spirit Spirit Vessel Meteor Hammer as a core. And I really love these items on these cores because it's like they're utility items, but they're also like pseudo damage items that these heroes actually need. Like if you walk up as Nyx and you Vendetta Impale them and you Spirit Vessel them and walk run them down, you can actually solo kill them. Same with if you have a Meteor Hammer. But they also give utility outside of that. So you're still being an offline. You're still being a good little support by by building these items. Because you can heal people with the Spirit Vessel. You can kill waves with Meteor Hammer. You can kill towers with Meteor Hammer. You're not just being this, like, moron who's building, like, a Desolator on uh, on Nyx Assassin. Because it's like, oh, or Dagon. Because it's like, oh, it's damage. It's like, well, you can get damage, build a Solar Crest, build a, a Spirit Vessel. They're damaged, but they do more shit. I see on Nature's Prophet, people are doing that too. Like, that's why I really love this Vlad's item. That's why I really love Medallion, because they are utility items that give you tankiness. They give you ability to support your team. They give you they, they give you essentially this, like, supporty healer role, but also damage if you want it on a hero that's like a semi-carry. It's actually perfect. It's like, they're, they're the perfect items. Like, offlane Sven building into Vlad's, that shit, like, blew, blew everything wide open in terms of offlane itemization. Everybody just realized, like you can, you here's, can build into like here's you the can build up these damage items basically, but still have utility. Yeah, here's the thing: is people really need to stop building for solo kill potential on every hero that they play. It's like vitally important to progressing in the game of Dota that you start building into items that actually benefit your whole team, and that means you have to completely shift how you're playing the game because I'm sure that most people who are building strictly for solo kill potential look at the game of Dota as being entirely up to them whether they win or lose. So let me rephrase. It's entirely up to them whether they win and entirely up to their team whether they lose because they're going to do their job by getting kills. And that's just, like, objectively wrong. That's not how Dota works. It has absolutely no bearing on whether you win or lose if you can just solo kill a hero. What has bearing on whether you win or lose is whether your team does more damage when you guys inevitably fight each other. Yeah. And so more damage and more sustain. That's also very important. If you have a lot of damage, but the other team has just infinite sustain, you're probably going to lose the fight. Um, so the, the, that's why I'm saying like, I like these items because yeah, they exactly. give you a, a little bit of the solo kill pickoff potential, but without being a fucking useless moron right. and just yeah. having solo kill potential instead of team fight potential and split push potential and healing and, all of these other things like right I'm these really, mixed items are nuts they're way too good i they're really just... like this example of clinks because the, the standard build on clinks that you see in pubs is somebody goes for uh probably something like treads into desolator into monkey king bar maybe with a diffusal blade thrown in there a daedalus something like that bkb if they're lucky that's it what does that do in a team fight it does nothing it literally Dude, does you nothing. you purge somebody, man. They're slowed. It does nothing. That's slow. Imagine if you have an Atos and a Solar Crest and a Spirit Vessel. Here's what you can do. You can initiate the fight for your team from half a screen away. Then you can decide whether you want to fight that. Once the other team engages into your team, you can now ghost walk behind. You could pick off one of their supports. You can Spirit Vessel their tanky-ass Huskar who's bodying your team. Suddenly, he's not tanky anymore. You can medallion then, Roche. You can medallion your yeah. team when you're sieging. You can medallion There's to save so somebody. You can medallion you can to kill somebody. You cannot medallion anybody, so you get the armor. There are so many things you can do, as well as picking people off. Yeah, exactly. So why not do both? Why exactly. not do both? Um, I'm actually making a video on on these the, this top uh, top five mistakes people make in like below ancient bracket, and that's basically one of them: is that people build really dumb exclusive damage items i watched in i it was it was in a game it was in a game yesterday i've done so many like coaching and, and replays recently but it was in like a you know two to three k game there's a pa that went daedalus and it's like oh my god he was against a zeus and he went daedalus no bkb and they just fed and lost and it's <laughs> like dude daedalus your fucking character has a crit you already crit <laughs> exactly. you went daedalus because it's like hmm so i already have a deso i already have a battle fury 
What other damage items are there? Bloodthorn? Nah, I don't want to cast anything. He just you wants know? he wants to one-hit everybody. That's like his only purpose in life. God, you know what's so so sad too? Is when you crit with PA and get the Daedalus crit, it does the the sound of the coup de gras, except it doesn't do anywhere near as much damage. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it's just sad. Funny. It's just it's just super sad. Anyway, let's uh let us let us continue. That was a good rant. Yeah. Um why is Pango OP, and how can it be balanced? Um, it's basically the silence, in my opinion. Yeah, silence is way better than disarm. It's just, uh, it's just having this hero who was already extremely good, totally lacking disable, um, giving him a disable and a silence built in just as too much. Like, we talked about how a lot of heroes in Dota, they're balanced around the fact that they're extremely good at some things, but just atrocious at other things. Like Tiny is an extremely good hero, for example. He can kill waves, he can farm really well, uh, he can kill towers. There's a lot that Tiny does, but he's so fucking slow. Like He's like this, one of the slowest heroes in the game. So you either have to be good at playing a really slow hero and, and positioning really well in Tiny, or you get items. Like There's a cost to playing Tiny for all of those strengths. And the cost of picking Pango before was that he had, like, no disable, other than the ulti. But it's so not you just, very reliable either, so... Right. So when you add in this form of disable that's, like, relatively reliable, and even if it's not reliable because you get unlucky, it's still extremely good. Like, the silence lasts a really long time. The slow is a lot. Six-second uh, cooldown to apply it? That's ridiculous, too. Yeah, it's, um, it's very good. So that, it's basically... Pango needs to be nerfed. All, all, a lot of his things need to be toned down a little bit, uh, or they just need to remove that element of him altogether. But I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Pango is it comes back to being able to do a lot of things well. He can shove waves instantly with a javelin or a maelstrom. He carries, builds utility items, has mobility, he's Super fast, has mana regen, yep. extremely tanky, uh, team fight, ultimate, he has a magic immunity. He has two mobility abilities. They scale. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much that's good about him, and now it's like, oh, we'll give him a silence. Ah, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> Come on, give that to Pudge. Why not make Rot silence or some shit? Come on, man. <laughs> Let's go. Let's have incredibly broken, sir. Let's make Rot silence. Make it a talent, dude. Come on, <laughs> level twenty talent. Rot now silences. That'd be great. He'd just be he's just Night Stalker. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> oh Night Stalker God. with five thousand HP. Yeah, whatever, dude. That's fine. Fine by me, dude. I'll get top 100. <laughs> I'll be on. Dude, remember the last time Pudge was broken? How quickly I got top 100? Oh yeah, my god. You gained like 1200 MMR in like a month. I was like, I was, I was consistently like ranked 61 to like 100. God, it's, it's been a struggle since then, man. I remember that. It's been a struggle. What's your new job, Elevated? What do you do, Donnie? Uh, I'm doing marketing and video work for a manufacturing company. <laughs> Sean Alexander says Donnie's new report, new job is an anchor for the meta report. <laughs> I mean, that's also true. I have many jobs, many hats to wear. Oh my god, it's just so tough when you're, you know, a marketing guy by night and then the meta report host by day. You're just like you're basically just like Superman, except with bigger muscles, yeah. you know, bigger balls. More balls. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, let's see. I don't think we're going to be able to catch up with the questions, so I think we should just start. We're, no, we're almost there. Okay. We're almost there. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, we're not. No, we're, <laughs> no, we're, no, we're not. Oh, my God. There's so many questions. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go to the uh, Alchemy Discord, because I think uh, we got a few in there. we got Prime Operator, our boy, Hockeylinear, a.k.a. Kuroki, also. Yes. Question. During the first 10 minutes, I just did coaching with Hockeylinear. Uh, uh, when is it good to stack the hard camp? Seems both teams want the hard camp stacked. Seems like the safe uh, safe lane position five wants to stack the hard camp and the off lane support also wants to do that. Okay, you want to stack the hard hard camp when you are in control of the lane and you have somebody that can take it. So like if you're completely destroying the lane, then that camp is yours because if they try to take it, you kill them. If you don't have control of the lane and they're winning, then you stack that. You're just giving it to them. That's that's the thing. It's like I've seen in competitive games, people will literally stack the ancients on the enemy side of the map because they're so sure that they have an advantage that they can just go take those ancients. It's like, if these guys come over here, we'll fuck them up. We'll destroy them. And uh, it's like, if they want to take it, that's an opportunity for you to just kill them. So it's like, 
in either case, you get the camper, you kill them, so it's good. So yeah, if you have an advantage and you have somebody that can take it, if you have like no heroes that can kill stacks and they do, then it doesn't even matter if you have an advantage because they'll just scoot over when you're gone and take it and just thank God that you were dumb enough to stack for them. Right. You know, It can also be used to, if you double stack, for example, it can be used to clear uh, creep, uh, creeps faster if you pull. That's also a good uh, use of it. If you do stack and you don't have people to take the stack, like call your whole team over and kill the stack. It's 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 really it's really worth it. Like stacks should be seen as an objective. These are things that should be seen as an objective that aren't in Dota. Stacks, specifically ancient stacks, uh, bounty runes, uh, putting wards down and securing an area, and uh, creep waves, pushing creep waves out. Like these things, people don't see as objectives, but they are uh, because they influence the game as much as getting a tower. And those are traditionally objectives. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how many times have you seen a pro team make a rotation from one safe lane to the other to take a stack that the other team has, has started to accumulate? Like, All right, so... pretty often. Yeah, oh yeah. It, it's very common. Because that's the gold advantage. If everything else is even, then that's going to be a gold advantage. Is getting that or, or losing that is a disadvantage. Yep. So Enigma, Enigma's Flame says, um, are there any slightly obscure mechanics that you guys know of? And then link this TA video. I'm going to quit. It's 30 seconds. I'm going to quickly watch it. Uh, so it's something, I think it's something with, something with the side blades hitting based on her position when she's standing. Something like that. Uh, but I don't, you know, don't want to watch the, the whole thing because we're doing this. But uh, are there any obscure mechanics that we know? Well, I just posted a video like, I know. I mean, I know a decent amount of obscure mechanics. I've. I always forget because I, I. You know, I write them down because there's so many in Dota. But like, you know, if you're if you're stunned, for example, if your visage, and uh, your birds and you are stunned, you can still use the uh, black or the 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 bird landing thing by pressing it on your hero, even if your hero is stunned and your birds are stunned. Yeah, that's pretty so, weird. So you can like cancel black holes and stuff like maybe black holes the only thing because I know it silences too, but you can essentially like while you're stunned, you can so if your axe called, you can stun the axe. Stun the axe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's not gonna be able to cast anything on you. Yeah. So it's like what the fuck? Doesn't make because you're both the birds and visage are stunned. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So there's 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 tons of things like that. You know, with, with Pudge, uh there's obviously quite a few thing, quite a few things with that hero, like just the way that uh, hitboxes are circle, circular, and the the hook box is rectangular. So you can use that to like get the hook box through. If you, if you just, if you just like look at angles with circles and squares, like if you were to manipulate, well, even with circles, you can do some weird stuff. But with a rectangle that's smaller, moving between these large circles. You can like throw hooks that look like they curve into people because all that has to happen is that little uh, rectangular hook hitbox has to intersect with one of the circles. So you can do all of these weird hooks where it's like you hook through a creep wave and then it's like and pull somebody and they're like, what the fuck? That curved. It's like, well, no, it's just, you know, rectangles and circles and, and angles and stuff. Yeah. There's, 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 there's a lot of stuff. stuff that like modifies being able to do things like Nature's Prophet can like sprout barracks and he can sprout the agent to like deny oh my God, yeah. for a little while you, you can sprout a phoenix egg too yeah that one's really cool because it hides the eggs you can't even see it to hit it um, yeah there's you can still cut the first creep wave um and delay it enough to make it be in the enemy tower to get a free first or a free like double wave under your tower by uh, tombstoning the first wave in the safe lane or using cogs because the creeps will attack those units automatically. God. And so you can, or you can fissure the wave with Earthshaker to hold it back so that your creep wave ends up in their tower and the creeps die off and then you get a double wave. So you I had no it. idea you could do that with the tombstone. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah you can do that, which Jesus is kind of funny. Christ. You have to take two just, at level one, which is pretty bad, but... Oh, it's awful. At the same time, you do get a double wave under your tower, and if you block their creep camp, then... You know, who cares? Just Dota things, man. Uh, Prime Operator, our boy, says, Question, when do you think building drums on NP is interesting? When do you think buying a recipe for drums is interesting? 
I'm not a huge fan of drums on NP, man. Like, I don't even like boots that much on NP. I always sell my boots relatively early. I, I, I like, you can just TP around anywhere. and I really feel like a Vlad's early is, I mean, that's my opinion. That's my opinion on it. I still don't really feel like I like drums very much. I, pr I pretty much find, and I'm just speaking in general terms on any hero, I basically find any reason not to buy drums every game that I I'm like, well, you I need to be need a little a bit more tanky. You need a Vlad's. Yeah, if, if I feel like I need to be a little bit more tanky, you know, okay, maybe I can make an excuse to just buy an Atos or, you know, any other stat item, maybe a couple Bracers and then something else. Um, if I need Mono Regeneration and Tankiness, I, I could definitely go for something like a Medallion and a Bracer that accomplishes essentially this. I don't know. I just, there's something about drums that it just doesn't feel like it's a very useful item. I don't like the fact that it runs out of charges and then it's just kind of like this shitty item that sits in your inventory takes up space and gives you kind of mediocre stats. I just I really I just think there are like more effective early game items for doing the exact same thing. I really like Meteor Hammer on NP, I really like Atos, I really like uh Vlad's obviously, Solar Crest, uh building into an early medallion's amazing. Hell you could go Greaves, that's TP in and Greaves somebody. I, I really uh Spear Vessel broken, lots of people are building that on Nature's Prophet. I really feel like uh, just the fact that you can TP anywhere, the movement speed is is wasted on him. It's not like um, you're usually like, chasing people down either. Yeah, like I said, I usually sell the boots relatively early, but maybe maybe that just has to do with the way that I prefer to play Nature's Prophet. I, I do split push a lot more, cut waves, uh, look to pick one support off in the back of a fight, push towers my team is fighting, stuff like that. So maybe that's just like a personal preference thing. Um, that's that's very possible. All right, we've gone for a decent amount of time. Do you want to do like a speed round and then we'll we'll close it out? Yeah, are there no more in the Patreon? No, we're 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 good with the Patreon boys. Okay, cool. I'll I'll read the questions. You give me a okay. two word answer. I'll respond. How about that? All right, let's do it. Two words. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is okay. We'll do five words. Five words. Is a five words. More okay. flexible. Um. Okay, question big dogs. I calibrated at Guardian 4, went 2 and 8 in my games because my carries couldn't close out the game. I played position 5, was a Crusader 3 after last season. I'm in garbage tier now. What would you suggest to get out? Pick heroes with more control. Stop blaming your team. Wards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, what is the item difference as a support to get depending on early end game carry to a late game carry so basically if you have an early early game carry versus a late game carry what should you itemize as a support basically the same stuff earn <laughs> uh utility items and wards <laughs> uh, yeah uh, okay would you say solar crest is good on monkey king Yes. Solar Crest is good in general. Yeah. Um, it's two words. How do you counter Jug in lane? What heroes are good against him? Seems like his spin does too much. Axe, Nature's Prophet, Ursa. Weaver, Pangolier. Queen of... Pain. I got you, buddy. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, it, let's see. What are some of the best tri-lane carries? Luna? Sven? Ursa? Jug? Pretty good. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> That's all my words! That's all your words. Alright, uh, let's see. How do you guys feel about Enchantress 3? Mm. That's one of my favorite heroes. Not great. Not great. Uh, defer to Jenkins on this. What do you think about Sol Ring first item on Pudge? Helps you deny yourself in some situations. Costs too much money. Defer to Jenkins on this one. Four heroes to spam at 2k in mid besides Viper mid. At 2k. Um, let's see. 
Tonka, Flop, Razor, Necrophos, and two K. Zeus. Oh, Zeus, that's a good one. Zeus is good. Okay, is let's see. Thoughts on Axe Rash. Decent as a support. Yes. Uh, group or solo queue? Solo queue. Solo queue, hundred percent. You're asking two degenerates though. So. <laughs> Five roll hero to take towers if Frost is banned. Lashrak. Shakiro. Nature's prophet. Actually, fuck Jakira, that hero sucks. He's okay. He's I think he's okay. So slow. Uh, oh, Wraith King. Skeletons. <laughs> five. <laughs> he said five. Not a four. Uh, okay. What are the strongest offlane heroes to play in the four to five K bracket? I play everything but Brew and Beastmaster. This will be the last question. Uh, Nature's, Necro, Mars, obviously. That counts as one, by the way. Um, Queen of Pain with Guardian Greaves, Atos, and Enigma. Uh, Batrider. Darkseer, Ursa, Chaos Knight. <laughs> uh, I don't like Darkseer, man. It requires too much like coordination with people. In pubs, sure. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I like it in competitive. Oh, Doom. I would say Doom. Oh, Doom, yeah, 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 Doom. Doom. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Alchemy Answers 25. We appreciate your questions. We appreciate the patrons who continue to support us. And Make sure to check out uh, patreon.com slash Dota Alchemy and check out those delicious perks. What's fucking wrong with me? But go check it out. Delicious All candies right. that we give people. In the I need to get knowledge. therapy. It's expensive. Very expensive. Also, be sure to check out the video that's going to come out either tonight or in the next couple of days, which will be answering a lot of these very common questions that I felt should probably be answered in a slightly longer form. All right, guys. Take care. Good luck in your games. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Oh.